Hi, my name is Sam Williams, and welcome to part one of episode number 15 of my 60s music podcast, The Millennial Throwback Machine. like to welcome all you to part one of episode number 15 of my 60s music podcast the millennial throwback machine i'm sam williams and for those of you who are just now discovering this podcast either on the apple podcast app or on stitcher or on iHeartRadio or on google play music and you're wondering so what the heck is this well i'm just going to give you a brief description of what the show is all about okay so i'm sam williams and i am a 22 year old songwriter slash producer but i'm also a huge 60s music fan slash expert slash nerd and each week with this podcast, I review one song by one artist from the 60s and first talk about my opinion on the song and why I think it's so good or why I think it sucks, and then do my own personal analysis on the record and the arrangement of the song, which will include the chords, melody, and lyrics, and then dig deep into the history behind the record, which will include who wrote it, who produced it, and who played on it, and all the behind-the-scenes details on the group and song I talk about each week, and all the people and places involved in the making of the record. But before we move on with this week's episode of my podcast, I want to make a quick little disclaimer. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I did not put out an episode of my podcast last week. And there is a reason for that. And I'm going to go into that right now before I go into this week's episode of my podcast. Um, Basically, the reason why I didn't put out an episode last week is because I absolutely couldn't because... Long story short, I had to get a brand new computer because the old computer that I had died and I had to take it in and basically retire it. So for a whole week, I did not have a computer and that's exactly why I didn't put out an episode last week, simply because of the fact that I couldn't because I didn't have my computer and that's exactly what I need to put out episodes on my podcast. So I apologize for not releasing an episode last week but it was simply because I couldn't because I didn't have a computer and that's what I used to record episodes of my show and that's why you guys didn't see an episode from me last week but now that I have a brand new computer I'm going to continue to put out episodes of this podcast weekly and again I'm sorry for not putting on an episode last week I know I've been doing a pretty good job of releasing one episode per week since starting this podcast late April early May but Sorry to miss out on last week, and I'm sorry you guys were expecting an episode from me last week, and I'm sorry I didn't, couldn't put one out, but, you know, what can you do, you know? But anyway, so, moving on with this podcast, I'm going to continue to do two-part episodes, because one, I can really dig deep with each section of this podcast. I can really dig deep into the um, the lyrics and chords and melody and the arrangement of this of the song I talk about each week and my opinion on the song with the first part and then really dig deep into the history behind the song and artists I talk about each week in the second part. So I'm going to continue to do two-part episodes. If you don't like that, email me at samandhickeywilliams.com and tell me if I should do it all in one episode or if I should continue doing the two-part episodes. Part one, my opinion. Part two, being the history behind it. But please give me some feedback on that. Otherwise, I'm going to continue to do two-part episodes. So yeah. So And again, I'm sorry for not putting out an episode last week. I just absolutely couldn't because I didn't have a computer. But I'm going to continue to put out episodes on the guy a new computer. And yeah. But moving on, let's get started in this week's song, shall we? Okay, so I can't wait to review the song I'll be talking about in this week's episode of the show. 
It's so complex, but at the same time, it's harmonically and lyrically fascinating that it has the potential to have your head spinning in circles after I analyze it for you. <laughs> the song came out in December of 1964, and it climbed the charts in January of 1965. It's by a band called the Bo Bremels, and it's other than Laugh Laugh. Okay, so where do I even begin with the song? I mean, there's a few things you have to talk about with this one. But first, let's talk about the chord progression on this track, because this song is certainly not your standard minor or major chord progression, and while the structure of the song is pretty much set, there is certain thing, little things about the chord structure in this song that make it interesting to the ear. First of all, the song opens up with an A-flat major chord, and for a second, you don't know what key the song is in until it switches to A-flat minor, and then sooner or later you'll be like, okay, so now it sounds like we're in E major. And then the song does this little thing where it goes back and forth between A-flat minor and C-sharp minor, and then it resolves to B major and E major. This essentially becomes the main figure for the verses of the song, and things don't really become interesting until the chorus comes in. When the chorus comes in, we're still in E major territory until we get to the fourth measure of the song. Then they do a quick key change to G major. But then we quickly get back into E major once the refrain kicks in for the song. The chord progression for the song is the furthest thing away from conventional because you have that key change right in the middle of the chorus and then you have that deceptive cadence part in the beginning where it sounds like you're going to one key in the intro but once the verses comes in you find out otherwise. One thing I really love about this song is the harmonica in this song. The harmonica player does not go hardcore in the instrument, and really, he really doesn't play that dirty harp in this song at all. In this song, the harmonica is used to create a beautiful counter melody to the main melody provided by the group's lead singer, Sal Valentino. And it's just an extra paintbrush that paints a different color onto the record, while everything else instrumentation-wise in the song is pretty much the standard band instrumentation for the songs at that time. And by the way, the harmonica does this beautiful vibrato that really is just touching and beautiful. Um, two guitars, a bass, and a drummer, which was standard band instrumentation at the time. And while I must add that the guitar effects on this record are quite interesting, we haven't quite reached the era of 12-strings guitars, even though the Beatles were already using them first. I really do love the tremolo and delay that they're using on the guitars in the song. Those effects give the guitars an extra flavor that they wouldn't have if, they, if it weren't for those effects. And two other really cool paintbrushes used on this record are the acoustic guitar counter melodies providing the verses and the really, really tight tambourine on this track. Especially that, yeah. And the acoustic guitar on this track provides another interesting layer in the song, along with a really cool descending guitar melody in the intro of the song. And also, Sal Valentino's hauntingly distinctive lead vocals or what gives this song a very unique flavor, along with the band's backup vocals as well. But moving on, let's talk about the lyrics for the song. Because the lyrics for the song tell a very complex love story that is for sure not your typical falling in love or falling out of love song. It's told by somebody that isn't necessarily in love with a girl, and neither is he describing his immense pain of not being in a relationship with her anymore. In fact, this in this song, the guy and the girl weren't even dating to begin with. In this song, the guy is more or less a friend of the girl and gives her a fair warning of a very untrustworthy and slimy guy. He tells her that he won't be worth her time and she should stay away from him. But the key with the lyrics for the song is that it's revealed that the girl did not listen to the guy 
aka the singer of the song, who was giving her the advice. And she went along and started to date the guy that the singer specifically told him not to date at all. In return, she gets her heartbroken by the guy, and now the guy is laughing because the girl finally met someone who taught her how to feel really shitty and blue in the chorus in the song, and how the guy was like, well, I hate to say it, but I told you so. This kind of situation, while I admit I've never been through it myself, is still relatable because I'm sure you've been... Uh, you've been a really good friend to somebody before, and you gave them really great advice. Then they decide not to listen to your advice or take your advice at all, and then they face the consequences in not doing that. And then when they come crawling back to you, you don't show them any sympathy because they didn't originally listen to you in the first place. I'm sure this has happened to you before, and regardless of how old you are. And that's exactly what the song is about. What's really cool about the song is that there is no typical boy falls in love with girl or boy falls out of love with a girl plotline. There is an interesting angle that isn't your typical getting into or getting out of a relationship, since the guy who was talking to the girl was never dating her at all. She was just a friend who gave her some really great advice about a nasty guy that she shouldn't date or trust, and the girl didn't take that advice at all. And when the girl got what she had coming to her, she comes crawling back to him, but the guy doesn't show her any sympathy at all, and how he thought the girl got exactly what she deserved, and how she kept bragging about how the guy was all hers, but in reality, she didn't really know his intentions to leave her at all. Especially when he says that he won't say he's sorry for the things he said to her. And he's glad that the guy she started today packed up and took off from her. And also, the girl feels unsure if she can get another guy. But the guy encourages her not to think that way. Because then her thoughts will become real. And she'll wind up being an old lady sitting on the shelf. So that concludes part one of my six, of episode number 15 of my 60s music podcast, The Millennial Throwback Machine. Part two is going to be all about the history behind the artists I talk about this week. I'm going to really dig deep with the band members of the song. I'm going to talk about what city they're from. I'm going to talk about who produced them. I'm going to talk about like what may have inspired him to form this group. All those things are going to, I'm going to be talking about in next week's episode of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. If you liked my personal analysis on the arrangement and lyrics and chords and melody of this song in this week's episode of the podcast, and you can email me at samandhickeyvilliams.com if you decide to listen to the song with the YouTube link I provided in the description of this episode of this podcast. And if you liked it and you want to tell me about it, please email me at sam at ickywilliams.com. And also, get in touch with me via Instagram at iheartoldies. Um, you can also check out more of my original music at samwilliamsmusic.net. And uh, I also wanted to thank everyone who uh, listened to the show and came out to my show uh, this week at Bar Lubitsch in mo- on Monday. It was The show was a success. I felt like I, you know, I I did pretty good. So I want to thank everyone who's listened listened to my podcast and came out to the show. I really do appreciate your guys' support. Um, without, I'm gonna put out part two next week, so keep an eye out for that. But anyways, my name is Sam Williams, and thank you for joining me for part one of episode number fifteen of my Sixties Music Podcast, the Millennial Throwback Machine. Until next week, please keep it cool.